The French Connection at six. People always love the French Connection. I don't French are assholes. <laughs> it always gets so high because there's like this. There is a long car chase scene. Yeah, but there's a long Popeye car chase Doyle. scene in Bullet too. There's a long car chase scene in Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. French uh, Connection. I have to rewatch it or something because it always gets listed. Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are an animal, specifically erratic, and a creature of somewheres, Martin and Brady. She's not coming back. Let's say she's in heaven, which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. Come here. Let me hug you. Go on. Sit back down. I love gravity. It might be my favorite law of physics of them all. This week... We're headed towards a ramp that is closed indefinitely. We have a third problem that we've never seen before. We, of course, ventured into a Wes Anderson world, and this one takes us to a stage and a town in the middle of nowhere. It takes us to Asteroid City, the latest release from a unique filmmaker who never seems to have a problem getting actors to join his movies. Yeah, and people just jump. I mean, to, to join it's alarming. The latest Wes Anderson the, the project. Amount of, I mean, the amount of really well-regarded actors and actresses in this movie. Yeah. They just kept popping up. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I I don't get it. I, I've tried with Wes Anderson. Yeah. I don't enjoy his films. I'm closer to Jelani. Um, I heard pretty good things. Like, oh, this is like maybe his best ever. Uh, I think we, we talked about it. I really enjoyed Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I've, I love Royal I Tenenbaums. haven't, like, disliked a lot of his movies, I didn't really think this was that good at all. No. Yeah, I I think I had the problem, same problem I had when I went and watched uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. I had really high expectations of that movie, and I was let down. It might might be better than my than what I was uh, than what it actually feels like to me. Um, but this movie too, I just heard that it was his best. I saw some lists that said it was. Wes Anderson's best movie, and it could just be recency bias for people. So maybe I just had super high expectations, but I didn't. I don't think it's his. It's his best by any means. But I did enjoy it. What are you expecting? I don't know. Like but, better than the Royal Tenenbaums. But that's a fair I mean, question, though. Like the, you're saying, you have high expectations. I would say I didn't have high expectations because I just was like, okay, I'm fine watching this, yeah. and I'll just see what how where this how this all shakes out. Yeah, and I just never could really find what was i guess being revered and or held in a high standard so, so my favorite movies of his are royal tenenbaums rushmore which is really his first big one um oh, and, scripts. <laughs> and uh the grand budapest hotel and that one i wasn't expecting much out of so maybe that's why that I, might be again, my second favorite it. yeah uh, and then i've seen all the other ones they're all kind of mid to me i just watched the french dispatch recently that one's like from two years ago or maybe you're gonna say the french connection (laughs) (laughs) nope uh french dispatch uh which was okay it's kind of like an anthology there's 
three different stories that it has. It's got Timothy Chalamet in it, so you know you might you guys might like it. But um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Are we the big Chalamet the crowd? Big Chalamet, Chalamet fans. <laughs> you strike me as Chalamet fans. Um, Dune, come on. <laughs> Fair. Um, so French Dispatch was okay. It was probably about the same same level as this. Um, where it was just okay. I really, it took me a little bit to get into it too, like to figure out what the that structure of it movie? was. This movie, um, uh, the a- Asteroid City. Like, I yeah, didn't. I'm still not there. It took you a while to get into the like, structure? To fig- yeah, just to figure out what was going on with Brian Cranston and who the writer was. And I, I, I mean, I went back and they literally watched the first. told you in the first they, five minutes. They did. Yeah, I get that. But <laughs> it was a lot coming at you. You don't think you guys oh. got it right from the get go? There was probably nothing coming not. at me. Okay. All right. All right. I would Sorry. say pro- maybe I didn't. I'm thinking you're going to probably tell me that I didn't get it. Um, no, I mean, I mean, there was, there was, there were some things, you know, like for example, um, the, he, he talks about, it was, it was in the, the, maybe the second scene where it went to black and white. Where he's like, why does why does he put his hand on the the griddle or whatever? Yeah, and he's like, I still don't get that part, you know. So I went when I went back and I got up to that point. I'm like, oh, okay, now that makes more sense because you see it later on. So like, I feel like there's a little bit of a rewatch would would make things a little bit more clear in this movie because I, That's I almost did watch it a second like a second time. Like uh, I, I couldn't went through the that. first like 20, 30 minutes again. Huh. You guys are like, no, never again. I, I just <laughs> I feel like. I'm missing what the allure is. Like he is clearly revered by actors and actresses. You know, they people like his movies, people like to be in his movies, people want to be a part of his ideas and what he's got Tom Hanks in this one. He has Everybody, he has a ton of people <laughs> in this. Yeah, but like Jason Schwartzman's been sure. there from the beginning. Didn't have Bill Murray for some reason. Oh well, not for some reason, but because he had COVID. Oh, is that what it was? It was ah. Steve Carell was his replacement. Oh, okay, didn't know that. Which ironically, they said Steve. It's uh, Murray was originally cast Carell, but he contracted COVID shortly after filming. Um, had to withdraw. Second time Carell's taken over for a role from Murray, as Murray was the first choice for the role of Frank in Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. oh, I like Carell in that too. <laughs> yeah, it was such a small role in this, though. So and it's the first West funny. movie, Wes Anderson movie, without Murray since Bottle Rocket. I was in yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's that's funny. I just don't get it. I'm sorry. That's where I was going with it. Like, I just don't. I think I'm missing some. I'm missing what the what I'm supposed to get. That's supposed to in my brain elevate his movies right to the level and stature that i think a lot of people hold them at yeah i'm not usually picking up on it yeah it and just, i feel like i'm relatively intelligent is it supposed to be the dry humor because this <laughs> yeah. is like desert dry <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah, yeah i don't i would argue it that wasn't it terribly wasn't, funny no and there no. were a couple parts that i picked up on as dry humor that still weren't terribly funny but i at least recognized that that was supposed to be a joke yeah. but yeah they were few and far between and is there supposed to be some grand realization about jason Schwartzman's wife dying three weeks before him telling his kids like i don't i don't i don't know what i was missing like no, i mean there's a it, he's got an obviously he's got the aesthetic right like there's the whole everyone's in the center center frame the typeface is all the same. Mm-hmm. Like every little detail is, is thought out. 
you either kind of like his aesthetic or you don't. So you guys, I, I get it. You don't, you don't like that. Um, but the story, yeah, the story I think was just a little lacking here. There's just a, a lot of. That's what I would say too. I don't know. Just a lot of parts that 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 didn't make sense right away. And I feel again, I feel like with a repeated viewing, it would uh, it would make a little bit more sense. But you have to want to see it again for you have. There's something that has to be the there has to be something there to draw you in. I think to make you want to watch it again. And I think I have that with Royal Tenenbaums. Love Gene Hackman. We talked about it. We had Mike Petrus on the on the show to uh, to, to discuss it. But I just think this this kind of lacks a little bit of that heart that he shows in some of his earlier movies. And it just becomes this big vehicle. That's, it's almost like he's a, a, a parody of himself at this point, you know, like it's, it just becomes craziness. The amount of the aesthetic that he, that he builds upon in every single part, part of this movie, you know? So, or is know. it just that he wants an ensemble cast and he tries to get it many like big names as possible? Because like Valentine's day did the same thing. And they had a ton of people in that movie, and it was terrible too. So, um, it just—I don't—I didn't—I didn't—I didn't, did not like this. And the catchphrase at the end was probably the most yeah, poignant thing because weird, right? I was asleep, so I had to wake up. <laughs> You're asleep. Wake up. Um, I it was, I just the the whole like, hey, we're gonna do a play. But then we're going to take you out of the play and show you like the stuff behind the scenes. Like Adrian Brody was for what? He was the director. I know he's the director, <laughs> but well, that that's kind of what I was saying. Where I had to figure it out. Like I had to go back and understand who he was. Cause I didn't even realize he was the director. I get they said it, but there's just a lot coming at you in the beginning that I just didn't understand. So and what the whole story of his wife leaving him had <laughs> for a, an NFL running back. <laughs> Baseball player or baseball second baseman, second baseman Dang, for the Yankees or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, fine. And then Margot Robbie being the actress that almost was in the role but wasn't like, but she was when they said they cut her. I wasn't sure if they're talking about the other place she was in on the other side of the street. <laughs> well, that's why that's why she wasn't because she was she ended up going for the a different role, so they yeah. cut her scenes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, so the cast includes four Oscar winners. And ten Oscar nominees. Do you know the four winners? Um, Tom Hanks. Yes. Correct. Tilda Swinton. Correct. Um, I'm going to go Defoe and Norton. Edward Norton. No, no. No? Um, Schwartzman? No. Third is... Obvious. The fourth is borderline impossible. Scarlett Johansson? No. Liev Schreiber? (laughs) (laughs) The third is Adrian Brody. Oh, right. The pianist. That's why I said it was... What uh, did you just say? The The pianist. Uh, The other one is, I would say, argue impossible. It's Fisher Stevens. Oh, for what? He um, short circuit too. <laughs> <laughs> Should have won, won it. Should have won, won it for he that. He won the 2010 Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature for oh. his film The Cove. All right. Oh, is that the dolphin thing? But in this cast, to say there's four winners, there is zero chance you're pulling him out of uh, <laughs> right. out of that cast. I right. didn't know he, he was, was in until yeah, very almost the very I end. I caught him. I don't think had I 
seen Succession so recently, I would have even picked up on it as as much until the end. He was when he's sleepwalking. I think it's probably the most profound. I, I noticed him before that, but um, but yeah, outside of that, the other nominees are Bob Balaban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, was a he's a Seinfeld guy. Seinfeld guy. Is it? Yeah, so. He was one of the execs at NBC. Yeah, wasn't he's he? the guy that got really sick uh, off the the suit. Uh, no, the, no. Was it with called? the daughter? The one Pasta that wanted Primavera. To, yeah. The one the daughter wanted to date Elaine. Uh, no, I think I think it was the one that, that George got the poke, so he <laughs> took a peek. <laughs> you got a good look, Costanza. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I was talking about. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. With his oh, that is. His, I guess where did I, where was he in this movie? Was he? I, in I the, didn't see him in this movie. That's he, like that's my confusion. He yeah. was one of the. Uh, I feel like he was one of the, the G men, but I could be wrong. That's possible. Um, that actually probably probably plays well. So uh, Steve Carell, uh, Hong Chow. Brian Cranston, Willem Dafoe, Matt Dillon, Jeff Goldblum, Scarlett Johansson, Edward Norton, and Margot Robbie are all nominees. Hmm. So, I mean, the cast is really ludicrous. And then you throw in Rupert Friend, uh, Montana. Did you catch that he every time he walked on screen, you heard Spurs, but he wasn't wearing it? He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some some quirks choices. <laughs> so hard to say. What was it? The little Roadrunner. At the end, too. I mean, the they, dancing roadrunner. They really leaned into that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, truthfully, uh, and I would say who potentially has a bright future, not, but Maya Hawk. Yeah. I, I love was her. She, and, um, she was the school daughter? teacher. Oh, she was the school teacher. That's okay. Ethan Hawk's and daughter. It's, it's, daughter. It's, yeah. It's, she was in uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. And then she's been in a couple things. She's on a, I mean, she's got the name, obviously. She's, I think she's on a good track. I think yeah. she'll be. I could see her being a nominee in the next like decade. Yeah, she's calling find, it. Find some, find some, right, <laughs> find the right roles, and 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 she'll be good. Well, she's got a Wes Anderson movie under right? her belt at under this belt, point. So you know, director. By the way, didn't mention Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, no. love Jeffrey Wright. Love Jeffrey Wright. Hope Davis, another succession. Hold on. And the alien, Jeff Goldblum. I did mention him. You <laughs> oh, said you Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's nominated. Uh, Leave Schreiber, as you said. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just. It's really kind of alarming. I was trying to think, is there another movie you can think of with like this much star power in it? Yeah, I said it. Valentine's, said Valentine's Day. Day. I, <laughs> that seems like even a stretch, but. Um, yeah, Love Actually. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, you don't. Pro- probably. <laughs> yeah, this one's prob- probably up there. Um, because of Norton. Ocean's 12. Rita Wilson oh. was in this movie? Yeah, apparently. I saw her name in the credits, too. She was Mrs. Weatherford. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Take that. I I mean, (laughs) I don't even know who that is, but like... You don't know who Rita Wilson is? Yes. (laughs) Or do you not know... Did you see her in the movie? The character. No. That's what I don't know who that is. No, got it. Mrs. Weatherford. Oh, was she... No. (laughs) I was going to say, was she the mom of the kid they called? The kid they called oh, the, the, she, the paper. Oh, no, maybe. that was a bigger lady. Yeah, I didn't think that. Was I saw Rita Wilson in uh, on Broadway in a Larry David uh, <laughs> written uh, Broadway play. What was it called? I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's really stuck with him. Um, so Roman Coppola, because um, you fish know, in the dark. Oh, <laughs> you know, you guys know that Schwartzman is a is part of the Coppola family. He's like a cage, like a cage. Yeah, no, Nick, sh- Nick Cage, uh, maybe Roman I, Coppola. Maybe I knew that. 
involved in the involved. Yeah, he was a co-writer, right? Yeah, story story by, um, not the screenplay, but the story. So I think he's collaborated with with West before. But yeah, I mean, oh, he's he wrote some of the ones you talked about earlier. Okay, he wrote the Darjeeling Limited, Moonrise Kingdom, French Dispatch. Yeah, see, I was expecting more out of Moonrise. I kind of liked Moonrise Kingdom, but I was, uh, I feel like that was the, the first Edward Norton brought in. I mean, yeah. a lot of these actors we talked about all have past history, so yeah. they all. I should say, they all are. They all get in, but then they all are willing to come back. Yeah. So maybe it's favors, maybe it's not, but like it just seems alarming at how many people. He's and somewhere got. along the line, he started moving moving away from real sets <laughs> to like these plasticky you know fake yeah mountain type things uh which you know they did in right which is not they're not hiding for anything it's just like no it's like you're, you're, the grand budapest was definitely it was like right. a cardboard cut out of right a hotel. right and they did that in, in french dispatch so it's, it's again it's it's a it's a stylistic choice and which i don't I, that's I don't fine. hate it i yeah but i but i also feel like the it has to like serve the story and i don't always know that it that it does for him yeah but. with this i just i don't know i i like I said, I had very little expectation. I wasn't I wasn't like hoping for it to be anything. Mm. I just felt like I was watching it and waiting for it to just kind of take me on the path or the journey and I just I just doesn't feel like that there was one. No. Like the the part I did find it interesting the way you know, they weren't trying to say that this is uh behind like behind the scenes of how how it's done. They're like they were just saying like this doesn't exist. This is this is a stage production, but obviously they're not on stage. So it's just there's something weird about it. It's it's like it's You're never right been that. done, but I just don't I don't really I don't know how you come up with it. Like it's an interesting it is there's something interesting there. I don't okay, I don't I can't dis- put my finger. I don't on disagree it. with that premise. It's different, which is good. Like we, yeah. again, we talked about this last week when we when we're talking about like we give credit for people, like it feels like everything's already been done, right? So like you come up with an idea to present it differently. Yeah. Cool. That's I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah. I just think in that presentation there just wasn't. Maybe I should be blaming Robin Coppola. I just don't <laughs> think that the story really had anything think, to it. I think it. he kind of fell in love with that because that that is kind of how French dispatches as well. Again, they they tie, tie it around uh, the newspaper, so they have like a couple different stories, and then they they show the different stories that are being presented in the newspaper. So that's that idea. But Grand Budapest did it with like the story within a story of you think you. It starts out with telling um, how the guy bought, the, how a young version of the narrator bought the hotel. So it kind of goes like a couple layers deep. And I think it's it th- done. Fiennes? Yeah, 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 Ray, Ray Fines. Yeah, uh, it was Ray. done. I think it was it should done. be Ralph. Come on, we all agree, <laughs> Ralph. Um, it was, Ralph. It was done really well, I think, in Grad Budapest. Like that, that the way that he took he took it and made it. Um, it was. Again, a biography about a guy who was telling a story about him being younger. So, and they 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 went like those three levels deep, and that until you get to the the main story. This one, it's Did like this one have levels. Yeah, to me, it felt, it felt a little, little like an onion. Like, like an onion. <laughs> the deeper you get, the more it stinks. I was gonna say it's like an onion, then it stunk. I That's just Seinfeld as well. What did they want me to care about? Did they want me to care about the stage play? Did they want me to care about the stuff that was going on behind the scenes? Because I didn't care about either. But do they want to care about what's going on in Astro? I right. All of the, the alien weird. part was a little weird for me. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like I the the human parts of the story, I'm I'm more okay with, but the alien part a little less. 
You guys are giving me nothing to, nothing to work. I know. Jump, jump off of. I here. don't disagree with you. Yeah. I don't. I, I have a hard time coming up with anything. Like I was yeah. watching it. This is kind of how I felt watching the movie. I'd never been so happy there was an intermission because I was like, going to break the movie up anyway. And I'm like, well, perfect. This is when it's happening. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I got nothing there. Like, I've said, I've nothing was there a lot of redeeming or endearing yeah. qualities about it. I said this before about his movies, and this is, you guys are going to laugh, but one thing that he does have going for, he doesn't make them too long. Like, if this thing was two and a half hours. <laughs> It'd be too. Mu- it'd be too much. Might have broke my TV. <laughs> right. Like, and and I think sometimes directors, as they get into their tenth movie or whatever this is, form twelfth. Sometimes they they tend to do that. They tend to think like, I have all these act- actors. I have this great idea. I need to make it really long and bloated. And I don't feel like that. At least, at least that it didn't feel like it went. None of his movies feel like they go on too long for me. In a weird way, it felt like he had this grand idea for like what this movie was. Right. Yeah. Like it was going to be this play presentation and all this, but none of the actual like story that was being acted out was fleshed out enough, maybe because it's short, yeah. for me to care about any of it or for it to really make any sense that they were actually furthering a story along. It's like they always had the big idea and none of the small ones. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, Jason Schwartzman. Scar Joe. Kind, I mean, it wasn't really – very romantic or um, appealing. I don't. I don't know. But like they were kind of going for it with no emotion. Maybe it's because they have no. They, they yeah, there's no. In, there's no emotion there's no, at all. Right. Just talking in like monotone affectation, right, or whatever. Yeah. Like nothing in their voices. So the only thing I was thinking that might be a reason why all these people are on set is because it's so awkward to do all of that that they probably have fun when people break and they all laugh about it because it's like it's all monotone it's all like you said devoid of emotion or anything like that but i'm with you brady like there's no depth because of that yeah right and so it's again like you mentioned with the grand budapest hell hotel it's a cardboard cutout and that's what i felt like all of the stage people were were just cardboard cutouts of actors, and they're like, "Oh, we'll move them here. We'll move them there. We'll break a car. We'll have an alien could, show up." There's an argument to be made that they could have made this movie with cardboard cutouts and just moved them around and had them voice it, <laughs> and, I'd be, and it might have somehow been as good. I'm telling you, the next one should be him and Tim Burton, and they just do stop motion animation. Well, he's done. He's done that with uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox, Fox, which is actually really good. You should watch it with the kids. I actually agree. Yeah. Well, that that might be his. <laughs> that will definitely be his best movie in your in your opinion. Did um, he do he another? And he did um, Isle of Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. yeah, that one's with Edward Norton, though, right? Yeah, I think story so. by Roman Coppola. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like this one um, I will revisit and I will probably appreciate more on, on, on hmm. when I watch it again. I know you guys never will, but um, I I do like Wes Anderson, and I think there's there's something that will make will make me like it more as I go on. It was like it's just very fresh right now, so I'm still processing it. Processing. processing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't foresee me diving back into this one. And I don't know what would want me to do so. Well, maybe you have to bring back your asteroid rock and after it's been inventoried. <laughs> <laughs> inventoried. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> he called it right away, right away. How do you know that's inventory? Maybe that was instructions for making a right? spaceship like in yeah. contact. And it was flat on that side, like. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I hopefully uh, maybe Martin will tell us down the road that he watched rewatched it. And he's like, it all clicked. <laughs> like <laughs> all these people that talked about it being the best one, 
Yeah. Maybe they just had. Maybe they all hate his movies. Yeah, maybe they hated all the other ones. So they're like, finally something that's kind of okay. I feel okay. like Tenenbaums got is pretty Scarlett universally well-received. Tenenbaums yeah. turned for me. I, I, I told that one last time. I and that was the first episode. time you saw it. That was the first time I saw it. Yeah. So it turned after the eagle returned or the hawk returned. And I was like, oh, fly, Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. When Mordecai came back, I was like, now, we, now we've got something here. Yeah. Put, like, I mean, put like Yoda I to with... save my life once. <laughs> Who stabbed him? He did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean that movie I I just loved so much, and that and, and I think it made me. It was like the first time I watched the uh, Criterion Collection and the the whatever the uh, commentary, you know, whole, all the way through for for a movie. Um, I was interested in in the world that he created there, but I feel like he just he's got a lot of these ideas, and I always felt big like ideas. The, yeah, there's these big ideas. Wonder what Doctor No always, thinks of this movie. Um, it, we, I was going to go see it with him, but he uh, loves we it. never we never made it out. He hasn't seen it yet, I don't think. Again, as Brady mentioned, it's something different. It's not forever me, but hey, or me, you got to get out there and you got to have something different, have something new for for everybody. Because if we keep seeing the same things over and over again, it's yeah, all I mean, going to collapse. Give him some give him points for originality, right? No one else will make a movie like this. <laughs> nobody, else, <laughs> nobody else can. I'm confident of that. Yeah. Have you guys seen the? We talked about SNL skits before. Uh, the Ryan Gosling and the Papyrus. Um, there's an SNL skit where they they did. Um, I forget what it's called, but they they're like a Wes Anderson horror movie, and it's you know someone was playing Owen Wilson, and it's very funny. They take the whole aesthetic and do it like, wow, someone's outside trying to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> I've not. Yeah, it's pretty good. You should check it out. It's something like the coterie of marauders or something like that. I don't know, or murderers nice. or. They get it. Yeah. There was no Owen Wilson. There was no Owen Wilson. No, no Wilsons to speak of, except Rita. I wonder why that happened. God, nailed that. (laughs) (laughs) They had to do like, like I should have gotten more credit for that. Something that, was he, were all of his movies always focus features? I noticed that when a movie started, that it was focus. Mm, And I was remembering when that used to actually kind of, for me, carried some weight. Like, focus was, it felt like almost the first. It was like A24 before A24. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to hit another F word. <laughs> Focus felt like. <laughs> it, uh, But it, I, I, they were like, I feel like the big, I don't want to call them indies, but they, they were smaller scale movies that were really, really good. And it was like a focus. There, there was definitely a time if Focus made a movie, I was like, ooh, I'm interested. Because I, yeah. I trust like what they're putting out. And then I kind of feel like they just disappeared. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, Focus. Did they fall flat? <laughs> They were a little myopic, a little blurry. <laughs> Alliteration aside, um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they have. It was gone formed out. in two thousand and two. Focus features. Focus features. Yeah. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, you don't find this funny? <laughs> I was trying to get enough work. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) Fine. Further your story. (laughs) Faster. I'm so bad at this. (laughs) Don't feel bad. Oh, I ruined it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, The filmmakers (laughs) of Focus. Features. Features. (laughs) Features. <laughs> Feature <Founded>. five <laughs> films.
fortuitously filmed. For? <laughs> this sounds forced. <laughs> you keep... <laughs> That's good. I'm good with that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta lose the that. first part. <laughs> Leave with forced. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what you guys were doing. <laughs> Figure out what you guys were doing. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking forget about it. <laughs> As always, you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. So go to bed after you subscribe. Thanks. Oh, is that like a 15-minute episode? (laughs) Still going.